I believe that you have to think about what's going on in the marketplace and the, the economy along two lines, right? So one is, you know, what's going on with the broader economic environment? What's going on globally? Um, what, how does this impact our economy as well as some of the financial variables that are most important to ag producers? And then you have to think about what, what it really means to the markets that we're directly involved with, right? So if you you know, growing crops, you know, well, what does it mean for pricing? What does it mean for your business going forward? And livestock, much of the same thing. So if I start on the broader economy, I mean, I, I think it's hard at this time to imagine that we're not going to be in a recession at one point. I do expect that we have to have some sort of um, economic downturn uh, in Canada and the U.S., given, you know, the large implications when it comes to travel restrictions and movement of people and goods and the supply chain disruptions that are starting all the way back there in China and so forth. So I, I do think that we're going to get some impacts there. And of course, you know, when, when, when I think the markets do agree, in fact, because if you look at so, some of the probabilities now to see interest rates being even lower, you know, we know that the Bank of Canada actually cut interest rates by 0.75%. So it would really bring interest rates really close to zero and much of the same is expected in the U.S. Actually, markets expect a little bit more of an aggressive move by the U.S. Federal Reserve. We've seen the value of the Canadian dollar drop because of tumbling oil prices, among other things. That's another part of the, the crisis that, that we can discuss, the fact that we've had demand of oil that is expected to be significantly less because of travel restrictions and so forth. Um, on top of that, you have supply disruptions because of Russia and OPEC countries not necessarily getting along and agreeing on what to produce. And so oil prices down, interest rates lower, um, and with the overall uncertainty in the marketplace, you know, the U.S. dollar is gaining value and our Canadian dollar is, is losing value, which is a good thing. You know, there's some positives in all of this, right? When you think of uh, oil prices, lower fuel costs, perhaps lower interest rates, a lower dollar that always helps the industry. Um, so there are some positives, but uh, of course, you know, you have to, once you move beyond uh, the macro factors, you have to think about the that what's going on or what is expected to happen for the different crops and, and livestock. What kind of an impact do you think this is going to have on on our crops, on those markets, on our livestock going forward? Things are evolving really quickly, right? The, the one thing I say all the time is, is and you may have heard the saying that ag and food are somewhat immune to economic fluctuations, right? They're, they're recession-proof in some sense. And and, and I, I, I do think that the, the statement is a bit misleading. Um, it, it's true that people have to eat. Um, so in the aggregate, we may not see a whole lot of difference when it comes to food consumption. But I would argue that a lot of what will happen in the next few months is going to have different impacts overall by different on different sectors. So you have to have a clear line of sight as what are my customers ultimately and how are they doing, right? Are my customers buying my crops? You know, are those located, are those customers being located overseas? And so what kind of pressures are they on, under? And what is, what is the impact of lower income on food consumption? Because it's one thing in Canada to say that, you know, even if income comes down because of a recession, that maybe food consumption is not going to be impacted. But it's a different story when you think of emerging markets. We were talking, you know, talking earlier about China. China is one of those examples where, you know, a lower income can actually impact a subset of their population so that perhaps they're going to purchase less food. And so um, we do expect to have a little bit of demand 
uh, a little bit of weakness in demand going forward. And if you look actually at futures markets right now, things the situation is evolving real quickly. But, but uh, if you're making projections with regards to what margins will be for the main crops, you know, if you have wheat, canola, if you look at you know, in soybeans and corn and central can and so forth, prices that, that we have in the future markets have not tumbled like we've seen prices drop in the oil market, but they're nevertheless, you know, lower by between 5 and, and 10%. And that 5 and 10% drop in the span of a week, really, almost, is enough that, you know, we were starting from a situation of very tight margins. And so, that five to ten percent drop actually pushes some some of those prices in a in a territory where maybe you know the expectation is that you're not going to be able as a business to break even and and um, given what we're seeing in futures markets now this situation can evolve real quickly I think from when it comes to crops I think we've seen markets taking it in stride a little bit not being you know not leading to uh, not making some moves that led to major declines in in commodity prices, but I do expect a little bit more weakness going forward, um, simply again because of this lower demand overseas. Now, um, I have to say though that if we have a good crop, and, and who knows, right? It's a little bit early to, to say anything about what 2020 production is going to look like, but uh, if we do have a good crop in 2020, it's not out of the question that even the pricing that we have, all that, if we can sustain that, perhaps have markets rebound, because there is going to be a rebound in all of this. Right? And that's, I think, one of the points to emphasize is that, yes, there is perhaps inside a, some sort of slowdown, economic slowdown, but there will be a rebound. Um, the only two questions, basically, one is, you know, what's the magnitude of the slowdown, right? How big of a drop is there going to be in economic activity worldwide? And second, what would be the length of that? Um, but there will be a, there will be a rebound. And, and so uh, at that point, you know, if we get a good crop, I mean, it's not out of the question that 2020 ends up being, if we speak nine months now, that 2020 ends up being a good year. So I wouldn't rule that out at this time. I think we have to be patient. Uh, just a quick word on livestock. I would say much of the same story applies. I think livestock cattle prices have been dropping significantly more. And there's a, quite a bit of downside risk, I would suspect, when it comes to meat and livestock, simply because we know that North American production levels are going to be really high and large this year. So I think it may make the market a little bit more nervous when it comes to meat and livestock than, than they are right now for crops. And that's certainly something to be monitoring going forward. But I, as I said, I, I do think that there's, there's, there's pent-up demand out there. There's a strong demand out there. It's just that we may not see the light of it until, um, until later on in, in 2020. That's J.P. Gervais, a chief economist with Farm Credit Canada for Golden West. I'm Glendalee Allen-Vossler.